Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahla baytah al-tayyibin al-tahirin. Amongst the greatest personalities as mentioned within the whole of Qur'an is a man by the name of Luqman. According to traditions, Luqman was not a prophet, but rather an individual who received the sense of divine inspiration. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states within his book, وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا لُقْمَانَ الْحِكْمَةِ And surely we gave Luqman divine wisdom, or what is known in the Arabic language as Al-Hikmah. When we go toward traditions of the Prophet and his family, peace be upon them, in terms of defining what it means to be someone who is wise, or in terms of how we come to understand the meaning of hikmah in the Arabic language, we see that traditions point to it being the gift of being able to speak, know how to speak, when to speak, and how to engage other people. And when we take a look at the anecdote of Luqman as mentioned within chapter 31 of the whole Qur'an, which is named after him, we see that Luqman has this incredible charisma about him that allows for him to be an individual who is able to bring other people closer to God, even though that they were so far and so distant from the Creator. And within this anecdote and within this conversation, we're able to derive such numerous lessons, not only about how to speak to others, but about how to influence those who are closest to us to really come forth and enter into the fold of belief. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains the conversation of Luqman to his dear son, who according to traditions was his eldest son and who was an atheist, completely rejected Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or according to other traditions, was a polytheist. And I'll say this, that what's so beautiful about this conversation between Luqman and his son is the style in which Luqman spoke to his son, even though he was someone who was not a believer. And God loved the way that he spoke to his son so much that he made an entire chapter about it, and he utilizes the same words and the same language and the same speech in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in chapter 31 of the whole Qur'an, verse number 16, Luqman comes to his son and he calls out, Ya Bunayya, innaha in takumithqala habbatin min khardalin, fatakun fi sakhratin, aw fis samawatin, aw fil ardi, ya'tibahallah. He begins by saying, Ya Bunayya, O my dear son. And in the Arabic language, the term or the phrase Ya Bunayya is a term of endearment. Someone who is really close to you, someone who is very beloved to you from amongst your children, from amongst your sons, you would say Ya Bunayya to them. When another way that you could speak to your son in the Arabic language is saying Ya Waladi, O my son. But the term Ya Bunayya, even though many Quranic translations are going to translate it as O oh my son, what it really means is O oh my beloved son. Again, a term of endearment, a term of affection. And the first lesson that we derive from these words of Luqman to his son is that even though that his son was a disbeliever, someone who rejected him, someone who was not obedient to his father, nonetheless, the way and the approach that Luqman took when engaging the son of his 
was to take the higher road toward emanating mercy and compassion. Ya Bunaya innaha in takumithqala habbatin min khardalin fatakun fi sakhratin aw fis samawati aw fil ardi ya'ti bihallah. O my son, surely if there was a grain of a mustard seed, imagine that there was a mustard seed. And what is a mustard seed? It's a term toward demonstrating that which is the smallest thing, meaning like a really something smaller than a pebble. Imagine that there was this really, really small item, فَتَكُنْ فِي سَخْرَةٍ أَوْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ أَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ Now imagine that that little small mustard seed was in a sahra. In the Arabic language, the word sahra doesn't mean a rock, but it means a really large boulder that is the size of, for instance, a small room. So imagine that this mustard seed was in a incredibly large rock, an incredibly large boulder. Now imagine that that boulder was in the heavens or in the earth. How would you be able to find it? And again, what we want to try to go back toward understanding is that Luqman was an individual who has wisdom. He knows how to speak. He knows how to engage his crowd. And in this example, his crowd, his audience is his son. And he wants to be able to prove a point to him, but he doesn't want to do it so aggressively. So he's giving, so he's giving him almost a riddle to follow, almost something to think about a little bit, to start to engage and to work his mind a little bit. So he tells him, imagine there's a mustard seed that's in this boulder. That boulder might be in the heavens. It might be in the earth. It could be anywhere. Even if, for instance, that we knew exactly where that rock was, where that boulder was, and we broke it up into a million pieces, what are the chances that we're going to be able to find something that is the size of a mustard seed? And for those of us who don't have any idea what a mustard seed was, like I had no idea before I looked it up, Imagine, for instance, you dropped a penny or you dropped a quarter in your bedroom, in your living room. What are the chances that after searching for it for 15 or 20 minutes that you're going to find it? There's a good chance that you might never be able to find it, that it might get pushed to the corner somewhere, get covered by dust, and God knows where it is. So he says, now imagine that this small item that is the size of a mustard seed is in this incredibly large boulder. And that large boulder might be in the heavens or might be in the earth. Then he continues and he states, Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows where it is. He would be able to determine and He would be able to find out and specify exactly where that item was. In Allah Latifun Khabir. Surely God is Latif. He is the one who has knowledge over every single subtlety in this earl in, in this earth, in this world. In Allah Latifun Khabir, and surely He is all aware. Continuing on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala quotes Luqman when he states Ya Bunaya, Aqim is Salat, Wa Murbil Ma'ruf, Wanha Anil Munkar, Wasbir Alama Asabek. O oh, my dear son, again, the term of endearment, Ya Bunaya, Aqam is Salat, establish prayer, and join good and forbid evil, and bear patiently all of the trials and tribulations that you have to endure in life, for surely that is what is the right course for you to take. What do we understand from these two verses of the Holy Quran? The first verse, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala quotes Luqman giving virtually a riddle to his son, allowing for him to think about it a little bit. And he concludes by saying that God has the knowledge of where that incredibly small seed is, even though and even if it is hidden in a rock which might be in the heavens or might be in the earth. Think about the way that many of us learn religion, the way that many of us learn faith, and the way that many of us also transmit and teach faith and religion and Quran to others. Oftentimes the way that we are told certain things is, number one, not beginning with the term of endearment like Ya Bunaya, like that of which Luqman offers to his son. But in Sunday schools and mosques and community centers, we often are called names that are very aggressive, very distant from the teachings and the etiquette of the Messenger And often we're told that, be careful, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's going to be really upset with you if He sees the way that you pray or He sees the way that you behave. Or even worse, oftentimes when we were young, we might have heard Many people come to us and say that imagine if the Prophet ﷺ, he was to see you in this state, how would he feel? In reality, how would the Prophet feel? How would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala see us? The way that I understand my Lord is that he is the most merciful of those who show mercy. And if he wanted to punish me, he would have taken my life away already. But the fact that he has given me another day and another opportunity and another month of Ramadan whereby the doors of his compassion and his blessing and his forgiveness are open for me, that's the God that I know and that's the God that I understand. When someone comes and says, then imagine if the Prophet saw your behavior, how would he feel? The Prophet that I see is The messenger who his character is adim in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is magnificent, it is great. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةٌ لِلْعَالَمِينَ That God did not send down Muhammad, peace be upon him and his family, except to be a mercy to the worlds. And that if he were to see our behavior, he would rather be someone to pick us up as opposed to shove us back down. And the way, again, that we are often taught religion is to always be reminded that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching every single one of our actions, ready to punish us every single time we slip and every single time we fall. But over here in these words and in these advices of Luqman to his son, the way that he wants to transmit to him that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees all of your actions is by giving him something to think about, rather than telling him straight up that Allah is watching every single one of your deeds. And he continues and it states, Ya Bunayya aqimis salat wa'mur bil ma'roof wanha'anil munkar. After the mind of Luqman's son begins to work and it begins to hopefully start to be receptive toward the wisdoms that his father is dropping on him, then and only then he begins to actually tell him what he should do. Ya Bunayya aqimis salat. Oh my dear son, you should pray because remember God sees all of your deeds. Wa'mur bil ma'roof wanha'anil munkar and enjoin good and forbid evil, wasbir ala ma'asabak, and make sure you're patient during the trials and tribulations that you're going to encounter in life. Any classical advice of a father to a son, but before giving him the advice straight up, before telling him what to do, he's able to explain to him by means of that incredible example that 
there's a seed in this large boulder that might be in the heavens, that might be in the earth. Can you find it? Even though you can't find it, know that God has that knowledge without ever telling his son that Allah knows every single one of your thoughts and every single one of your actions. And again, the entry point is when he begins by calling out to him, Ya Bunayya, oh my dear son, hear what I have to say. You're beloved to me, even though you might disagree with me. No matter what you think about God, I still love you for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because God has given you as a trust to me. It's all about perspective. It's all about how to speak, when to speak, how are we going to engage others. Many times it becomes so incredibly challenging to influence those who are closest to us to come onto the path of righteousness, to bring those who are closest to us and explain to them what values are. So we become very aggressive in our language and in our behaviors. And it's really important that we're vigilant and that we're cautious and that we try to take a lesson from this conversation of Luqman and his son in terms of how to be someone who is merciful, in terms of how to be someone who is compassionate, but more importantly, how to be someone who has hikmah, who knows how to speak to people in a way whereby they're going to actually embrace what it is that you have to say. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in the Holy Quran, Udu ila sabil rabbika bil hikmati wal mawidatil hasana. That bring people to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bil hikmah, again using the same word, by means of these wisdoms, knowing how to speak, knowing when to speak, wal mawidatil hasana, and by means of beautiful language. Look at the way of the Prophet, look at the way of the Holy Quran, look at the way of the in fallible family of the family of the Prophet ﷺ. When someone would come forth toward criticizing them, they were very quick to responding that if what you say about me is true, then may Allah forgive me. And if what you say about me is false, then may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive you. How is someone going to push back and argue after you drop a line like that? It's impossible. It's about being very careful and understanding the tenderness of one's speech. And understanding that if we are able to be blessed and endowed with this sense of wisdom, knowing how to speak, knowing when to speak, knowing how it is that we're going to engage those around us and bring them toward righteousness, bring them toward virtue, we have a tool and we have a gift of incredible service in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we have reports and we have ahadith that tell us that after this conversation of Luqman to his son, Even though Luqman was alone in terms of belief, everyone in his family rejected Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they rejected his advices many a times, but he was persistent. And he continued to push forth the advices in a way that was caring, in a way that was compassionate, in a way that was merciful, until every single one of them, they became receptive to his teachings and they began to begin to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the tawfiq, to really know how to speak, to know when to speak. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow for us to raise our families in the same way as Luqman, he spoke to his children. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow for us to have the tongues and to have the abilities to be gifted the sense of wisdom to create communal change within our societies. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. وصل اللهم على محمد وآله الطاهرين
Follow Shake Feyaz on Twitter and Instagram at Feyaz Joffer and look out for him on Facebook.